Hello Aries friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my report, Aries March 2021, Astrology Must Knows. Wow, this is the best month astrologically for the entire year of 2021. And if we group 2020 into it, it's probably going to be the best month astrologically for a couple of years. The year having passed and the year ahead. And that is for a bunch of different reasons, which I'm going to get into. Plus, I've got a massive amount of reasons for Aries in particular to celebrate this month. And a couple of things to watch out for that we have to mention for um, fair balance, but it's like so tiny compared to all of these things to celebrate. So I'm very excited to report that for you. It's not always the case. So when it is, I'm really, really, really happy about it. Okay, so the first reason why I'm so excited about this month is because we have way more sweet aspects than salty ones. It has become unusual for that to happen. And it is happening this month. It's not going to happen any other time this year, and it hasn't happened for a while. And when it has happened um, last year, there were so many other things overshadowing it, and we don't have that at this time. Even of the few aspects that could be a nuisance, some of those could switch the other way and actually be super positive. So... It's even more to celebrate. When there are beautiful aspects in the sky, it, it's the basis for the climate. You know, the aspect, um, the types of aspects that are going on is the basis for the astrological climate. And it tells the story about what's going on in our astrological environment. So when there are all these sweet aspects, it's just much more harmony and sweetness and ease and grace and solutions and all of that. Also, we don't have a very powerful or annoying outer aspect clash this month. And that is new because we've been having, that's part of why 2020 was such a beast and why, 20, why January and February were so weird and intense because the outer planets, the ones that take a long time to get around, when they come together and in, in, a, in a manner that is um, intense or stressful, we really feel that from the individual level out to the global level and everywhere in between. So that's not happening this month. We've got a little carryover, like a, a weakening of the Saturn-Uranus aspect that happened in February. It's kind of fading into the backdrop. And that Saturn-Uranus one, if you haven't watched my February report, I give a lot of details on what the nature of that energy is. But that's like a storyline for this year. It's going to, you know, it's going to boom in February, then it's going to go into the backdrop, then it's going to come out again in June, and it's going to go in the backdrop, and then towards the end of the year, it's going to come out for the third time. But here in March, we're fading, we're, the, the, the um, intensity of that is starting to fade into the backdrop. And, you know, we had super intense uh, December, January, February, we had the eclipses, you know, in, the, in those time frames too, and it's... It was just really intense, and we don't have that in March. So that's a big reason to celebrate. And speaking of the eclipses, another reason why I'm excited about this month is we're at the midpoint between the eclipses. And while there are always things going on from the eclipse storylines, we've got the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipse cycle that started a little before mid-year in 2020 and will go out till the beginning of 2022. There's that in process, but during the times of the actual eclipses, all of those storylines and things that are in the works come right into the forefront. And they always bring radical change and intensity and a lot of stress generally. So we don't have that going on. We're right in those midpoints. So it's going to be one of the least intense months of the whole year from the eclipse perspective. So we'll have that flaring up again starting towards the end of April. Then May and June will be big eclipse times again, big eclipse changes. We'll have the you know clash in June, so we're going to have some intensity there. But this is a nice little resting point between 
those times. And then the last reason why I'm so excited about this month from the general transit standpoint is that we don't have personal planet retrogrades. We have a little bit of carryover from Mercury having gone direct on February 20th, where Mercury is kind of getting up to speed as March goes on. And there are some things that go along with retrogrades. There are wonderful things, but one of the challenging things, part of also which is why 2020 was so challenging and why here at the beginning of 2021 it was with that, is that personal planet retrogrades make us go inward and backward. They question everything that is solid and they cause us to not be able to plan. And so that has gotten really stressful because we had so many personal planet retrogrades last year. It was telling the story of can't really plan anything, can't really do anything, you can't really do much more than what's right in front of you and much more than just past today, you know, and it's been a beautiful spiritual practice that we've been able to just get really current like that. And at the same time, it would be nice to be able to do a little planning and see a little bit in the distance as to what things, you know, might affect plans that we're trying to make. And March is going to be that month. So even if things aren't completely open in this month, what will happen, especially as the month goes on, is that we will start to be able to see the end or what that's going to look like or the plans or make travel plans or make plans to do things with our lives other than just this day-to-day craziness. So that you can see all the reasons why this month is really special and it will everything that makes it great you know is true for all month and then this particular facet of it with the retrograde that that starts to wear off. So the uncertainty, you know, I'm sure you're seeing you know, January and February, there was a lot of uncertainty continuing. And even with your plans, even if things started brewing because we did have some openness in the stars in December and January, that openness was clouded by, you know, the Jupiter-Uranus clash, the Saturn-Uranus clash, the eclipses. But now we're moving into a time of open stars where we don't have any of that. So it's not like like I had to tell you in January, okay, you, you can do a lot of important things for the first half of the month, but... There are all these contingencies. We don't have that now. So once you're mid-month in March, you're like blazing forward, your contracts, your agreements, your long-term things, your moves, your launches, your like presentation of your life's work, your all of that stuff, especially supported by the Aries um, movement starting uh, on the 21st of March. So you're really, really ready to rip at this time, okay? and. Of course, that makes this even more relevant for you all because this is the month where that starts and you are Aries placements, okay? So let's talk about that. So when the planets start moving into Aries, this brings um, like a Renaissance period in our astrological year. It's like, okay, the stars are speaking your language. I always look at everything as like having its own language. Astrology is its own language. Each of the planets have their own language. The signs have their own language, the elements. So the fire, fire is a language. And when the planets in the sky are speaking the language of fire, the people who have fiery charts understand that language. And so it's like the difference between trying to awkwardly speak in a language you don't understand and then have people understanding you or not understanding you or you're not understanding them. That's what happens when the elements are not in sync with your energies. But starting around March 21st, Venus will get to your sign, um, the sun will get to your sign, and things are going to be really different. So this month is really split into two different types of experience for Aries. All of the things I talked about are true throughout the whole throughout the whole month but from the relative perspective of being in Aries when there are planets in Pisces a water sign 
that doesn't flow as well for Aries. So the first three weeks are going to have, you know, the awkwardness, the high emotion, the uncertainty in some ways from, you know, just like not having your full zest and the stars not speaking your language. But as the month goes on, these sweet aspects, the openness, and then the movement into the, the sign of Aries is really going to jazz things up for you all in a very, very, very big way. So we have to talk about birthdays. And also for those of you who are watching, if you're um, an Aries rising like I am, or your Aries moon, or even those of you who have your Venus or Mars in Aries and you're watching for those, every placement that we have can run a chart. And that chart tells us another piece of the story of our astrological picture. Astrology, well, life is complicated and astrology is complicated, right? Astrology is complicated, life is complicated. And so when we're reading like, Maybe you were a person who thought, wow, I'm watching a horoscope for my sun sign. That's all there is. It's not all there is. You can watch the horoscope for your rising sign and you will get additional information that's true at the same time as your sun's sign report. So if you want to have that type of information, just run a free birth chart online and you can see if you have your birth time, you'll be able to see what your rising sign is. If you don't know your birth time, you won't be able to see what your rising sign is, but you will be able to with with most certainty most other planets you'll be able to see what signs they're in and the degrees and when you have that information then you can use more in-depth reports that talk about that stuff in your favor because you can understand it more so like pretty soon here i'm going to start talking about some specific degrees for some transits and if you know where your degrees are you'll be able to use that information more you may as well do it i'm giving you this for free so if you want to make the most of it then run a free birth chart okay so that's my little soapbox about that. All right, so what happens when the sun reaches the point in your chart where the where it was when you were born, that's your birthday, that's called your solar return. The sun in the chart represents our desires. We live in a, a heliocentric reality, meaning the sun is at the center of our solar system. And the sun represents desires, creativity, the things that we want, the things that light us up. And so living in a heliocentric reality, to me, means it's very um, desire-driven. Now, I don't mean addictive desire, we should just do everything that we want. I mean higher spiritual desires that spirit tells you this is for you, not just every whim. There is a difference, and I just want to clarify that. But, but still, at birthday time, we have a portal that's open for your desires. That's what birthday wishes are from. Birthday wishes are astrological. Now, if you have another placement in Aries, this is still a time of rebirth and regeneration and amplification of, of these um, Aries traits for you because the sun is going to come and sizzle on whatever Aries placement you have. And that's generally a very positive thing. So if you know your degree, um, then of those other placements, then you'll be able to understand some of these other things more. Okay, so now what happens when, before the sun crosses over whatever Aries point you have, the sun starts to aspect the 12th house. When the sun, and this is in the weeks before your birthday or the weeks before this other crossover for the other placements. So you might notice that every year around this time, like the first part of March, you know, this when the sun gets there and for those of you who are later in the aries sign you might not feel this until later in march or even the beginning of april but it is going to happen in those that month time frame for all of you that the 12th house is accentuated and that often brings more anxiety more fear because the universe is lining it up to show you what you don't want 
so that you can use this energy, this zesty new energy, to intend to wish of what you do want. Okay, so if you start to get anxious or things start to get weird and things get really emotional and things get chaotic and you feel lost and you feel like things are dissolving away and you feel confused and your fears are coming up in a big way and addictions flare and all of that happens in the weeks before your birthday or before the crossover of your Aries um, placement from the sun, this is why it's the 12th house. So the more you greet this with a resolution-minded standpoint, so like, okay, I'm afraid of this. So therefore, instead of self-medicating or instead of you know going to run into addictions, go shopping because you're stressed or drink because you're stressed, like actually dealing with those anxieties and those issues can be very, very, very spiritually and psychologically productive. So if you can start to shift and know like, okay, schedule your hypnotherapy, schedule your psychotherapy, you know, Get ready to do your emotional freedom technique tapping. Do you know any of your techniques that help you to be calm, that help you to clear? You want to get those ready in the weeks before your birthday. Okay, so that's the the nature of the Pisces placements and the way that they affect Aries. That's really the only possible challenging point of most of the month, really. So that's pretty good. We do have more positive things to talk about as well, but I just want to give you some positive sides of the Pisces movement besides what we just talked about with the self, you know, the inner work. You can make your sleep better. You can get into a meditation practice. You can forgive people and yourself and heal from any wrongs from the past. You can enhance your spiritual development and you can detoxify. Pisces placements really focus on this energy of detoxifying. So clearing your lymphatic system, clearing your house space, clearing your relationships. It's definitely a, a time of detoxification and clearing, especially in the in those weeks before your actual birthday or the crossover of the sun over your Aries placement, whatever it is. Okay, so let's talk about more to celebrate now, okay? Mars is going to go into Gemini, and that's going to be in a favorable angle for Aries. So whenever we have planets moving in a favorable angle, we really feel that. Just like with the Pisces placements not being as favorable, you'll feel that. That's why it'll be heavy emotion and challenges. But Mars, the border collie of the zodiac, the you know obsessive, energetic, crazy man, is going to go into Gemini, which is in a nice angle for you. So this is going to open up massive opportunities for new vehicles, improving your vehicles, getting devices, um, if you have to buy any of these things, the whole month is fine for that, but especially as you get towards mid-month and after, you'll be more clear of the Mercury retrograde things, but if, if something seems to be gelling in the earlier part of the month, then don't say no to it. Um, but if you're purposely planning it, the energies will clear more for these big purchases. And you might find that you know you resolve some things or start planning some trips or take some trips. That is something that's going to be globally um, occurring from Mars going into Gemini, that the energy of travel is going to start increasing in a bigger way. So because the things that go on in the stars have to go through filters before they get to us in our personal experience, so they go through the filter of our geographic location and the karma of the land that we're on and our own personal karma in our charts, we don't always know exactly how the potentials are going to affect us as an individual because it has to go through these different filters. But what we do know is that the energy of travel is going to be coming up in a really big way, even though if it's not true for every single person, 
as the month goes on, we're going to start to take, or even, even in March. In March, many Aries people are going to be taking trips, and towards the end of the month, it's even more likely. And April. And if you're not taking a trip, you might be finally planning a trip, or you might get more clarity as to what your travel schedule for the year is going to look like. It's going to start to be that you'll be able to know what what you're further than two feet ahead of you. That's one of the beautiful things about the energies that are clearing this month is you will start to be able to plan. You will start to be able to go places and you will start to be able to enhance the methods with which or the modes through which you travel. Okay, and this is also amazing for if you have to get updated um, software or devices. And also it's amazing for writing. If you're a writer, Things in your writing world are going to start smoking in a big way, okay? If you're an Aries writer or Aries author, book launches, blog expansion, blog launches, you know, anything, articles, magazines, that type of thing is going to really, really be soaring. And you'll notice that it has been going on, like especially since, you know, quite early in 2020, this has been coming up in a very big way for everyone, but especially for Aries. And this is going to continue as a storyline that's very strong through the beginning of 2022. And this month is going to be, you know, even more highlighted and also April. If you're later in, like if you're in um, April born, this might take a little bit closer to, um, to April to start getting really zesty for you, but it is going to happen within these couple of months. Also, things having to do with relatives um, that are niece, uh, nieces, nephews, uncles, aunts, you know, cousins, brothers, sisters. You might find that there's um, visita- visitation going on from them, or you're making plans with them, or you're connecting with them. That that energy is going to be really strong, and you might find yourself getting really motivated to start putting some things in motion to connect with these people or do something with with those you know type of relatives. Okay. Let's see, so I wanted to talk about um, the Libra full, oh, by the way, if your birthday is this month, or at any time your birthday is going to be, whether it's in April or whatever, look for my video, Making Wishes Come True. So if you just search for Annie, Making Wishes Come True, I'm pretty sure it will come up, and that will help you to, to further use your birthday wishes in the best way. Okay. So now let's talk about the Libra full moon because that's going to be the 28th or the 29th of March, depending on your time zone. And anything that happens in a sign that's opposite to yours, we wanna pay attention to that because it's going to really affect you, okay? So fullness, completion, fruition, drama, stress, or something coming out from the hidden place or something being birthed or something you know, being revealed is very likely, especially in the arena of relationships at this time, at the end of March. Okay, so it could be drama and it could be stressful and there could be victimhood involved because Chiron is also there. If your birthday is towards the end of March, beginning of April, the odds are that you're going to feel this much more strongly than anyone else in the um, Aries uh, spectrum. Okay, because you, you'll be getting, Chiron is there working, working on getting your victim mentality and your victim tyrant issues worked out. And also this moon is going to um, oppose that, that placement and it's going to oppose your placement. Okay, so just be aware of it. I always say schedule yourself to be scheduled light at that time because as things come up, if you have the energy to deal with them because you're not overscheduled, it can definitely help you. And you don't have to fear this. You know, when I talk about something coming up and being stressful, you don't have to fear it. You just have to be aware of it. It's just kind of like there's going to be a rainstorm, so take your umbrella. Then you know 
Then when it comes, you're like, okay, that's what she was talking about. And then that's it. Then you don't have to worry. You, you get past it. You know, these things, usually they boom and then they, they tend to pass, you know, pretty quickly. Okay. So the last two things I wanted to mention, and this is something I've been, um, oh, actually Mercury is also going to be in a favorable angle for you for the, um, first half of March. Okay. So that's back to, again, the writing, the communications, positive news, you know, information coming in that's helpful for you. Saturn and Jupiter are in Aquarius, and this is a really big deal. When outer planets are moving through signs that are that are in a nice angle for us, it tends to bring things that are, are really, really helpful and much better. If you haven't watched my reports um, and this is your first time, then I'll mention it for your benefit and just acknowledge for those of you who, who already know this from me talking about it. Aries people went through hell and back when the outer planets were in Capricorn and when the eclipses were in the Cancer Capricorn timeframe in, you know, recent years, really just starting to shift in December. So if you've gone through terrible times, those outer planets were really, really, really working you. And it's different now. Okay. So it's possible that you have to heal your nervous system from what had happened so that you don't attract more unnecessary trauma. But these planets working for you mean that expansion of anything that you have worked on can really light up now. Any hard work you've put in can start to take shape. You know, you can be more directed, more focused with your efforts, which can make them more productive. You can have more support from other people. You can have a foundation that you laid in the past that now you're starting to see like major growth from. And if you're at the early stages of creating something, these planetary movements can also help you create new things and help you build a foundation in a way that's not as stressful, like kind of easy um, seed planting. So you definitely have that benefit in a long-term way um, of those outer planets on your side as well. So you see what I'm talking about. The There's very, very little to watch out for this month and way more to celebrate. Um, and that's very unusual that that happens that way. So I hope, I hope, I hope for you, for me, for all of the Aries placements that this month is, you know, really, really shows up. And you can help the energies to show up by, that's why I give these things to you early, is like doing inner work on any resistance that you might have to good things happening. You know, if you have doubt that good things can happen, it's going to serve as a karmic filter to affect your capacity to have these good things happen. And for that, I'll direct you back again to EFT, the emotional freedom technique. If you've been hearing me talk about this and you haven't looked it up, maybe this is the month that you'll do it because it's just free stuff that can help you change your nervous system. And your nervous system is a loud beacon of, of, um, attraction to pull things in. If your nervous system is whacked out, it's it's, it's sending out a, a message saying, send me more things to whack me out. <laughs> you know, so you really want to um, prepare for this time, not because it's going to be extra stressful, but because it's going to have opportunities and you want to make sure that those opportunities actually gel and don't just pass you by. Okay, so I hope that this month is amazing for you. Okay, so if you'd like even more information about the astrology ahead and how you can make the most of it, first go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. You'll see a little note there that says, Dear Friend, I'm Annie Botticelli, and it will have a sign up right there on the front page. That's where you sign up for my free email newsletter. You'll want to sign up for this because you will get delivered into your inbox one month early each month my write-up, a comprehensive write-up of the month ahead, including all the sweet dates, all the salty dates, what you might expect with those, and lots of details about 
what you can expect for the month and what to be aware of and what to celebrate. Okay, while you're at AnnieHelpsYou.com, click in the right top corner under blog, and I've got all different types of blogs, but of note here with this astrology forecast is my astrology blog, so you can check that out. Then go to CozyBySweetStarlight.com and note note that in the notes underneath this video, if you click on the little more arrow underneath the video, it will reveal all of the, the notes with these actual links so that you don't have to just remember what I'm saying because they're all always underneath the video. So you can go to CozyBySweetStarlight.com, get my written horoscopes for each sign up one month early as usual. I like to give you time for planning. Also, I've got extensive different categories for healthy living and astrology kissed living. So herbal teas for each sign, yoga for each sign as the sun moves through the signs. So you'll want to check that out. It's a beautiful site. Then definitely also go to loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. That's my school, Luminous Life Multiversity. And check out the free courses that I have for you. And also you can see my paid courses. If you think I put a lot into my free resources, then wow, you should see what goes into my paid courses. You can check out my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. Even if you don't want to do astrology professionally, if you want to learn astrology because you love it and you want to learn how to use it for yourself, for your own self-development and help your family and friends, or if you do want to do it professionally, this course is crazy comprehensive and it will prepare you to do whatever you want to do with astrology. So you can see that at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. And the last thing is to make sure to get my book, my new book, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. It's in every major bookseller. It all in every Barnes and Noble, every Books a Million in the whole United States. It's also everywhere extensively um, throughout the world. You can get it pretty much anywhere. And it will help you to do just that, align with the natural rhythms of the universe. It's a very comprehensive book. And you'll go back to it time and time again for resources on how to use all of the astrological potentials in the best way. You can get it on Audible, you can get it on ebook, and you can get the beautiful hardcover version. So I hope you have a wonderful month, and I'll see you next month. Bye!